0: to begin
1: SANGYI CHE THAN SUGYI CHOD NAM LANG CHAJUN BADHU DANGYI KHAZU Chājū bādu tāni kāpzu-chi. Dāgī chenya gīpē sūnām kī. Jōlā pēngjīr sāngī chūbara shū. Sāngī chēdām sūgī shādnam lā. Chājū bādu tāni kāpzu-chi. And the English. I go for refuge until
0: enlightenment to the Buddha, Dharma and Supreme Assemblage. By the merit of listening to the Dharma, may I achieve Buddhahood for the sake
1: of all beings.
0: Hey, did you guys have a good vacation? (laughs) 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 Did you forget everything, or did you? Uh, I remember
2: being on (laughs) vacation.
0: Where were we? Anybody remembers? (laughs)
2: Page forty six.
1: Page forty (laughs) six. If you just lay it on the ground.
2: That way it doesn't bump.
0: <laughs> well, remember that the uh, last thing we we read readers
3: just
0: found. last thing we read was offering of praise. And we finished that section. And we just arrived at the pledge to compose the work.
2: Hey! Double please. <laughs>
0: So that discussion we had was on the lama, uh, how to take a lama, the qualifications that you should look for in a person that you, that you would, that you would uh, later on take on as a lama, and what happens after you make uh, that decision that this person is your lama. And it's a tremendous undertaking. uh, That once you've labeled someone as your teacher, after you've done your your necessary examination and you see that with this person, uh, uh, you establish such a relationship that you see in this person uh, a connection, at least a connection to the goal that you, the highest goal that you're aspiring to achieve. So you're not supposed to make the decision lightly. Remember on page forty-one, it sort of gives you a very brief list of uh, ten qualifications for a lama. So take yourself to a spiritual guide, controlled, at peace, high peace, and these three are supposed to supposed to represent the three what are called the three higher trainings. So the first control is ethics. The second, uh, at peace means uh, uh, having uh, a good con- good concentration. High peace means the third practice which is uh, wisdom, with exceeding qualities and effort, who's rich in scripture, with a deep realization of suchness. And this deep realization of suchness doesn't necessarily mean that having had a direct direct realization of emptiness, it could mean a profound intellectual understanding of, uh, of emptiness. A master instructor is the very image of love and beyond becoming discouraged. Okay. So beyond becoming discouraged refers to the teacher's patience in teaching the student. Master instructor refers to the teacher's uses many skillful means to impart information to the, to the student. Okay. And there are many other lists of qualifications but these are the basic uh, 10 that you should look for. And among, and uh, these are the ones that you can have some idea about. (laughs) Okay. So once you've seen someone at least having a good number of these qualifications, and you see that the person is, uh, person is worthy to receive the label Lama, and you have to make yourself worthy of the label student. And you have to understand that once you establish this relationship with this person, uh, a lot is expected of you, and a lot is expected of the student. And within the, w- within the, uh, the Hindu tradition, <laughs> within the Hindu tradition, the guru, the person that you establish, the <coughs> one of the heaviness in the, in, 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 in the person, in this relationship of guru and disciple is that as soon as you establish yourself as a, as soon as this relationship is established, then the guru is supposed to take on your karma. That's why within the Hindu tradition, uh, this is considered to have such heaviness in it. Is that uh, such seriousness? Is that uh, the guru is supposed to take on your karma, your responsi- your karmic responsibilities, and make sure that uh, you progress on the, you progress on the path. And if you mess up, and and the reason that the student, the teacher is not supposed to take on just you're not supposed to take on you're not supposed to take on just anyone as a student. And the teacher is not, supposed, is not supposed to take on just anyone as a, as a student because of the heavy burden that, that, uh, that is involved. Okay. Uh, it seems like uh, you were spared the, uh, the uh, I guess a lot of the rumors that goes around about the teacher and student. So I don't have to go into those things, but you will come upon them later on. And if, when, if you do, you can always ask for explanation. Okay. All right, so let's go to where we reach, page 46, A pledge to compose the work. Okay. here we reach the second of the preliminaries that lead into the composition of the text. This is the pledge to compose the text, and it is contained in the very first verse. As far as I am able, I'll explain the essence of all high teachings of the victors, the path that all their holy sons command, the entry point for the fortunate seeking freedom. Uh, the principal thing that a person should put into practice, the essence of all the high teachings of the victors, is the three principal paths. And what we call the steps of the path, this teaching on the steps of the path to Buddhahood is the only one where all the high teachings of the victors have been combined into a single series of steps that any given person can put into practice himself. Such a combination is found in no other separate instruction, open or secret, in any of the traditions, whether we're talking about the three of the Sakya, Geluk, and Nyingma, or any other lineage. We see this in lines such as the one written by Gungtang Jambeyang, every high teaching, literal or not, inconsistent. The sentiment, too, is expressed in the epistle that the omniscient Kappa offered to Lama Umapa. <coughs> now, <coughs> this is Jason Kappa himself describing, so this was supposed to be, uh, I guess what we might call the, Jason Kappa's introduction to his work. Which, is, which, which this is a commentary to. So, as far as I'm able, I'll explain. And this is Jason Kappa being a uh, martyr. And what is he going to explain here? He's going to explain the essence. So, this is going to be just the essence. It's not going to go too much into details. The essence of what? The essence of all high teachings of the victors. and which is the path that all their holy sons command, the entry point for the fortunate seeking freedom. So in, in, in this paragraph alone, you sort of get a, a taste, a preview of what you're gonna be reading in the 14 verses that Je Son Kappa uh, 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 composed. i uh, I guess this is, all these will be explained in the by pabu karunche so that we will get into the explanation okay if there's a need to explain any more I'll explain some more i uh, so you all know Sakya, Geluk, and Nyuma. is there one missing yeah yeah it begins with a car nanata Kadampa. kadamba were well, long uh, long being extinct it begins with a ka kagyü yeah i don't know why he didn't uh, mention kagyü here or any other lineage there are, you know <coughs> These four are not the only four Buddhist schools, or four Buddhist. Uh, they're not the only Buddhist lineages from Tibet. There were there were many other uh, Buddhist lineages in Tibet. Some of them were actually became outlawed <laughs> by the government. Yeah.
1: Is there any easy explanation, uh,
3: giving like a brief description of what makes them different from the, the lineages?
0: The, the first thing that makes them li- uh, different is the the founder. They all have different founders. The Nyingma is supposed to be the oldest one. That's what the word Nyingma means. It means ancient. So the Nyingmas, uh but the so the ancient one wouldn't necessarily. So, so just by their name, you could sort of tell that they didn't get their name as soon as they were they started. I mean, if they were the first one, they wouldn't they wouldn't look around and say. I guess we are going to be the ancient ones, so let's okay. call ourselves the ancient ones. <laughs> by the time, by time everybody f- uh, make their own lineage, right? So th- they were called Nyingma in hindsight. Okay, supposedly the Nyingma, I have to say, supposedly because according to uh, later traditions, mm-hmm. uh, after after Buddhism was established in Tibet, it went through various stages of. Uh, going underground, coming up again, going underground, going up again. Uh, and uh, uh, Padmasambhava, uh, when he arrived in, in Tibet, he uh, brought, uh, he initiated a lot of Tibetans into Buddhism. And so, supposedly, the Nyingmas are the ones who who have kept the the tradition of Padmasambhava uh <clears throat> some some tradition uh, of the traditions say that uh uh the tradition of Padmasambhava may have uh may have stopped because of the political situations that was going on in tibet uh, uh a few hundred years after pa- uh, Padmasambhava arrived so maybe uh there was so, Buddhism was suppressed to such a state that it may have that the lineage, the lineage may have died down. Okay. So those who who, who, who claim that they're still following the tradition of Padmasambhava are the ones who are called the ancient ones, the Nyingmas. And after the the, the Nyingmas, the Sakyas came into prominence. Uh, the Nyingmas were mainly uh, lay people uh they didn't have uh, uh the, their their tradition wasn't focused so much on on the, on the monastic tradition the sakyas were the first one to make an emphasis on the monastic tradition and uh, it was from the sakyas that the gelukpas who were the, the last of the, all the lineages from the, coming out of tibet uh, the the gelukpas studied mainly with the, with the sakyas a lot of sakyas uh, a lot of the um, uh, say curriculums and studies and practices of the sakyas were were later uh was was the ma- the main model for the gelugpas and the kagyus uh they got the the tradition started with the the layperson named marpa who was a the translator, and his famous—it was his famous uh, disciple uh, Milarepa who sort of spread the Kagyu tradition. And The Kagyu tradition itself is sort of divided, subdivided into uh, like four major sects or something like that. And one of them happens to be uh, the leader of one of them is supposed to be the uh, what's his name—the Karmapa. the seventeenth now or the sixteenth—the seventeenth, right? Yeah, so the Kamapa actually was the first among the Tibetans to start this tradition of looking for reincarnation. So you have fourteen Dalai Lamas, but you have seventeen Karmapas. Okay. Do the uh, Kagyu's?
3: Uh, how, how do they differentiate, say, uh, the Dalai Lama from their Karmapa? I mean,
0: is it Yeah, the 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 the, the Dalai Lama is supposed to be the uh, um, but the Gelukpas be- gained prominence and uh, it was a- actually I think the Mongolians I'm not sure exactly who among the Mongolians but the Mongolians had uh, power, po- political power over the, the Tibetans at that time and then they established Uh, the first Dalai Lama. That's why the Dalai Lama's name is a Mongolian name, Dalai Lama. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they established uh, the Dalai Lama as the ruler of of Tibet. Uh, So the Dalai Lama was first uh, somebody uh, from the Gelugpa order, from the Gelugpa order. And because now they, gain, they had sort of uh, political power over all of Tibet, so he, 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 he became not only the, the leader of, of the... He wasn't really the the leader of the Gelugpas, he was just a, a, a prominent figure in the, among the Gelugpas. Mm-hmm. As far as the Gelugpas are concerned, the, uh, the person who is really like the head of the Gelugpas is, is the one that they call the... Uh, the Ganden Gund- Tripa, the one who holds uh, Jason Kappa's throne. And that person is only the head of the Gelugpas. And the head of the Gelupas is really more like a, a, a figurehead that's not really like a... doesn't really have any... That's, that much power over, o- over, over the order. It's not like he establishes things here and there. <coughs> and that person is not someone. Is not a reincarnation. cannot be a reincarnation? I mean, it, it could be somebody with a reincarnation, but it's not like uh, this person is somebody that they go look for one, once the Gita Tipa passes away. The Gita Tipa has to be someone who rises to, to the occasion. He must uh, go through the go through all the studies, prove himself a great scholar, and then, av- having been the abbot of some great monastery. One of the great, one of the three great masters of the Gelukpa, then that person becomes a candidate to be the gun and The Dalai Lama is the <coughs> was supposed to be one of the direct disciples of Jeson Kapa. Uh, it wasn't really until it, I think it was really the second Dalai Lama that was really the, the first Dalai Lama. <laughs> It was sort of like, a, uh, it was like just like in hindsight, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy was the one who was, uh, <laughs> was was that one. So this is really the second. Okay, it was like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Dalai Lama, uh, as each of the each, each of the, uh, the Nyingmas recently started to have a leader, so to speak, of of the Nyingmas. That, that that's very recent. Uh, it, it was really uh, the later schools that sort had that, that had a, a one person who sort of, sort of the leader of the whole group, because they were more uh, they were more organized than the NIMAs. The NIMAs were very loose. The NIMAs were, were like were uh, like almost like the Protestant Church, so to speak. So there, there isn't really one person who is in charge of the Protestant Church, but there is one person who is in charge, so to, uh, of the Catholic Church, right? Uh, so the Anglican church also has one leader, I think. I'm not sure. Is that true? Okay. Anybody knows? Mm-hmm. The Anglican Church, which is like a the, the English the Episcopalian Church, I think that's right. they have a one leader that's of all of all the Episcopalian
2: churches. But that's separate from like the Presbyterians. I mean the Episcopalians and the and among the Protestants I think are, like this Presbyterian's Methodists.
0: Yes, you uh, said uh, the 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 Protestant churches don't have one person in charge of all the Protestant churches, but but the Roman Catholic Church has the Pope, right? And uh, the Greek Church, I think, also has one. Well, I'm trying to make a comparison between the, so you have all the different Christian churches, and they each have their own way of organization. Uh, so uh, among the the Buddhist schools in, in Tibet, the Nyingmas weren't as organized as the other ones. That's probably why, they didn't, even though they were the first, that's probably why they didn't have that, as, as much political power as the, as the Gelugpas, because the Gelugpas were very organized. And the Sakyas were also very organized, but not as organized as the Gelugpas. I think uh, there was power struggle between the, there, there was always power struggle between the different sects. Okay. Um, yes, there's that, but uh, that th- th- wasn't the main thing, yeah. And because you have Ning- uh, you you can say there are parts of Tibet where you have mainly Nyingmas, mainly Sakyas, mainly Gelukpas, but you have people, you know, coming from all over the place, uh, becoming uh, joining the Gelukpas and, and joining the Sakyas
1: and so forth. Does the fact, I one
3: uh, have more of a uh, direction. were more monastic than the Mm -hmm. Nishmos, and the the, uh, the Galukas were were
0: even more organized. So would that have contributed to their kind of political power in terms of... Yeah, uh, you you could say that. Uh, There's a nice book on at least the political side of things and uh uh it would be nice reading for you guys <laughs> as far as the political thing is concerned but uh so th- there was one there was one li- tr- lineage that sort of survived up to this t- today uh which was uh, uh they tried to get rid of them for <laughs> on several occasions but they could never get rid of them and they this is the I think Jonang, and uh, it, it w- one of the things that is uh, that distinguishes the Jonang from the other ones is that the Jonang had this uh, idea of emptiness that they were propagating, come they call other emptiness. Okay, and uh, th- that's one of the things. But as far well as the other schools, the Sakya, the Geluk, the Nyingma, the Kagyu. Uh, can't really say what distinguishes them. Uh, as uh, I mean, they all agree. They have they all have uh, philosophical disagreements as to what is exactly Madhyamika. They all agree that Madhyamika is the highest philosophic, philosophical school coming out of India. They all say that Prasangika is the highest among among them, and but they have different ideas as to exactly what, what exactly the Prasangika say. What exactly did the the other schools say? So they have differences, in in, in that sense. Um, yeah, uh, after the, the Dalai Lama uh, became the sort of like the, uh, the leader of Tibet, so the, the Dalai Lama is sort of like the spiritual head of all the of all the traditions. But for a long time, the, the Dalai Lama receives mainly is, is religious education from the from the Gelupas. He's a Gelugpa child. And uh, later on, when, when he grows up, then he goes and, and he studies from the, other, from the other traditions. And then the, some Gelugpas uh, look down upon that. They prefer that he uh, stays only with uh, Gelugpa st- studies. And that has created a lot of uh, tension between the Dalai Lama and, and some, some Gelugpas.
1: Yeah. So because of that, is the group the more populous out of them? Because
0: yeah, the, the, of them? They're, the, the, they're the more numerous and the more popular, yeah. Because they hold the political power, so to speak.
3: Was that done by design so that if, if Tibet does become free and independent, that there is a harmonious like society with all the different traditions, where, where the Dalai Lama deliberately did that? Uh, did what? Study the different... Uh,
0: Oh yeah, uh, it's not only this dilemma that's, that, has, uh, that has studied other lineages. Uh, previous dilemmas have, have started doing that. When they first started doing it, some sort, of, sort of did it in secret, and uh, well, I can't really say that they started they started doing it in secret. But you could say uh, sometime later, the dilemmas had to do it someone in secret, somewhere. Probably in the beginning. Uh, because uh uh the schools weren 't as uh separated as as they came became later on so probably in the beginning it was more open for ilama, for for ilama to study with other teachers i mean uh, the Gelukpas didn't fall from the sky they they, they were studying from the other traditions so a lot of the teachings within the Gelupas, they, they receive it from the Sakyas and the other ones. So, uh, okay. All right, Sonkhapa offered to Lama Umapa. Lama Umapa was one of the, one of the prominent uh, teachers of Jaisongkhapa. Okay, this is Jaisongkhapa speaking. I have come to the realization that only the unerring exposition of the steps of the path in both the logical and the secret traditions. Contained in the work on the steps of the path to Buddhahood, imparted by that great being, the glorious Dipankara, Jnana. thats uh, the name for uh, the, the ordination name of uh, uh, Atisha—is worthy of such wonder. As such, the steps along which I am presently leading my own disciples, I have taken only from it. This teaching of Lord Atisha's appears to me to give the entire content of the formal commentaries and private instructions on both the words of the Buddha and later explanations of them, by combining everything into a single series of steps along the path. I feel thus that if people learn to teach it and to study it, and are thereby able to impart and put it into practice, they will, despite the relative brevity of the work, have gone through the entire teachings of the Buddha in their proper order. For this reason, I have not found it necessary to use a great number of different texts in my teaching work here. Okay. So this is Jeson Kappa uh, uh, sort of reporting to his teacher uh, his preference on, the, uh, on this work called the Lamrim, the steps of the path to Buddhahood. Showing you that how important uh, now this uh, this work or the steps of the path to Buddhahood is important not only to the Gelopas, but it's important remember to all traditions. Every tradition uh, teaches the, the the steps of the path, and the do the only difference I've uh, noticed be, uh, between them is uh, the other. Lam Rim, don't, they don't begin with, with, uh, with, with the teacher, with the teachings on the teacher. They, they put the teachings on the teacher after. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, uh, first you discover you need a teacher. So they, they go to the steps requiring, th- why would you need a teacher? And then they give, they give the teachings on the teacher, how to go to a teacher, how to relate to a teacher. Uh, that's the, as far as uh, that is concerned, that's the only difference I've noticed. And when it gets to the, uh, the last parts of the, of, the, of the stages of the path, where it starts to get into, into Tantra, uh, that's when it be, there's a, you will notice a difference. Even the stories that they use are, 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 are very much the same, the stories to illustrate certain points. Are, uh, they even use the same stories. Okay. Tantra, I guess, is, uh, you can say, is one of the, I'm not sure about, the Sakyas and the other ones, uh, but especially what the Nyingmas. The Nyingmas have more uh, within the Gelukpa, for example. You, there are supposed to be four classes of Tantra. The Nyingmas have like eleven or something like that, or nine classes of Tantra. They have Ati Yoga and they have other kinds of classes of Tantra. Okay, maybe that's one of the one of the philosophical differences. Right, Thus we can say, within a, just a single teaching session devoted to this work on the steps of the path to Buddhahood, the teacher has taught and the disciples have heard the essence drawn from every single volume of Buddhist teachings that exists on this entire planet. That's, that's a big statement to make. Right? Now all the teachings of the victorious Buddhas are included into three collections. And all these are included in the teachings on the steps of the path to Buddhahood for persons of three different scopes. These teachings themselves are included in their entirety within even any one of the very briefest works on the steps of the path, as the gentle protector Tsongkhapa has described it himself. An abbreviated abbreviation of the pith of all the Buddha's words, the great guide Turnpa said as well, his wondrous word is all three, the collections. Advice adorned by teachings of three scopes, a gold and jewel rosary of the seers, meaningful to, to all who read its deeds. Nice little poetry there. Now, uh, back on page 47, now all the teachings of the victorious Buddhas are included in the three collections. The three collections are... Yeah. Scope and well, that's the three scopes, the three collections. three volumes?
2: Or three volumes? Oh, no, three
0: volumes oh, no the three collections are, are all, all those volumes, plus. Oh. They fall into uh, what my teacher hates to the words that my teacher hates to use, mm-hmm. the three baskets. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's different from well actually uh they represent the three trainings. He doesn't like baskets. He doesn't though. like baskets. <laughs> because basket sound sounds close too much too close like to basket case. <laughs> <Not> basketball. Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so is that concentration around? Yeah. Oh, okay. But the three collections uh, if you take all the te- bu- uh, all the teachings of the Buddha all the volumes of 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 of, uh, of uh, almost like transcripts of the Buddha's teachings. They fall into three main, uh, uh, what are called three collections. The first one that deals mainly with morality. That's uh, Vinaya. All the all the works that the Buddha taught on Vinaya. So that will be that will deal mainly with morality. The te- the the, tr- the training of morality but that's not the only thing that it, it, it deals with it deals with all the trainings but the, the, uh, the training that it emphasizes is morality <laughs> and you have the sutra collection and you have the uh, collection of uh, of Abhi, called abhidhamma so the tripitakas they're called in in, in sanskrit
3: Is that the third one? I'm sorry. I'm oh, the, 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 the three are Vinaya, yeah, which, is
0: sutra, which is morality, Sutra, which is focusing mostly, mainly on concentration, and then the abhidhamma the, the which is mainly focusing on uh, wisdom. Okay. So those are the three baskets, <laughs> three collections. And the, and the three scopes is, is, is something else, okay? There's sort of three kinds of person that, that the teachings are uh, referring to, people with three three different uh, ideals, three different goals. Remember those goals? Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me.
3: <laughs> well, the first one is uh, uh, to uh, have better rebirth. uh uh-huh. The second is to also include others in the uh, liberation, but the commitment is not there, whereas in the third one, the commitment is there and you're basically, I think some kapha, no, I'm sorry, the, uh, the example is used where, if there's a river and
0: your mother is in the river, <laughs> um, you, you <laughs> can go and actually <laughs> engage and make, make a commitment to save that person. Mother being, meaning all others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh,
2: somewhat the, the three scopes. So so uh, you're being very kind. <laughs> <didn't you? laughs> I need
0: to. I need to be quiet. So the the better rebirth is the the lower one. When you're you're aspiring just for just a better rebirth, and the second one, uh, aspiring to liberation from samsara, and the third one is uh, save your mother when she's driving in a river. That
3: sounds
2: like (laughs) a That's the, bodhis- that's the
0: Bodhisattva. Yeah. So, within these fourteen verses, if you have any one of these aspirations, if you just want a better rebirth, follow these teachings. If you want to li- li- gain liberation from samsara, follow these teachings. If you want to become a Bodhisattva, follow these, these same teachings. These, the, in these 14 verses, everything you need to know are included. Okay. That's why it's called the essence of all the teachings of the Buddhas. And that's why Pablo Rinpoche made the bold statement, the essence drawn from every single volume of Buddhist teachings that exists on this entire planet. And since there is not a, a goal that, you, that outside of those three, there isn't something higher than than, than than being a bodhisattva. There isn't a goal. There is not a, a spiritual goal that is not included in these three. And since these works will lead you to all any of those goals, then you can you can say that it will lead to the uh, any uh, so all the. T- it includes the teachings of all the, 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 the teachings of the Buddha. Okay. Uh, and uh, further praises. <laughs> Thus it is that this teaching on the steps of the path to Buddhahood is far superior to any other teachings of the Buddha that you might choose, for it possesses what we call the three distinguishing features and the four greatnesses. The special qualities mentioned above are found not even in such holy works as the glorious secret collection or the classical commentary known as the jewel of realizations. Now these are monumental works that require a lot of uh, commentary. And Palongkarimboche is saying that this work is far superior to even the Samaja. The, the Tantra teachings, and it is even far superior to what is called the Jewel of Liberation, Jewel of Realization, which is a, a work that you spend years in the monastery studying. That's a, a work on uh, uh, on the perfection of wisdom. Okay, and why does he make such a statement that these th- that these fourteen verses are far superior than the secret teaching? Which is, and the secret collection is supposed to be like the, one of the biggest tantric teachings ever, the Guya teachings. And the jewel of realization is the classical text that helps you gain a grip on, on, on emptiness, on the perfection of wisdom. Why would you? What do you think he might make such a statement? Is it just you know going overboard, you know, getting too enthusiastic about you know, uh, about 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 this? Well,
3: because it captures
0: the essence more. Mm. W- w- why else would you, you might think that? secret collection and the Jewel of Realizations, weren't they somebody else sort of expanded on what the Buddha had taught? No. no? The, 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 the secret collection <coughs> itself uh, is when the Buddha taught it. In yeah. all
2: its lengthiness?
0: Yeah. And the Jewel of, Collect- the Jewel of Realization is uh, Is Maitreya. So he's saying that he's he's teaching things that the Buddha didn't teach. Well, no, not that Buddha didn't teach. He's saying it's not included in the secret collection. He must
2: have taught it somewhere else.
0: Yeah, that that that, that, that that's the clue. So, wh- what he's saying that the secret collection, although it is a a, a monumental work on Guhya uh, Guya which is one of the Highest uh, tantric uh, uh, teachings, but that's all it talks about. That's what he's saying. All it talks about, it. I mean, I mean, to say that all it talks about is it's like sounds foolish to be saying it. But all it talks about is highest yoga tantra. It doesn't have within it the the steps that leads to highest yoga tantra. So it's just highest yoga tantra. So
2: already
0: Yeah. So uh, this one has all the steps, that makes it superior. It has all the steps, it doesn't have just one of the steps. So the, the secret collection or the Guya Manja Tantra is just one of the steps. Mm-hmm. And the jewel of realization is just one of the steps. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why, it's, that's why it's making the reference of, about why it's superior. Okay. So these 14 verses has all the steps while these voluminous Works called the secret uh, uh, collection or dual organization, they only have, they only they each have just one of the steps.
3: Okay. In that sort of idea, it's if we're looking at the, the steps of the path to Buddhahood, mm-hmm. so basically that's all you have to study. You don't have to know the secret stuff to achieve Buddhahood.
0: Yeah. Basically, that's what
3: i Just say, stick with the basics, and you know, don't get caught up in the uh, <laughs> you know the, the. You don't need all the, the higher mm-hmm. teachings as long as you can fully understand the basics.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, that's sort of a, a you know I don't know from am So so this, this this
0: this work is not just it has the basics, but it's, it goes beyond the basics. So it has all the levels already in there. So even though it is approach, and the reason that Pabongka Rinpoche is giving us all this hype about this work is because usually you 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 engage this work as studying the basics. So you can mo- you, you you first you study this and then you move on to something else, something higher. So he's telling you that this isn't this isn't just some work that is just. A foundation to help you with something else. See so it has everything in there. It has the basics and it has the other step, other other material also. If you just have just this work, with, if you only study this and not stu- study anything else, you will reach the goal of Buddhahood. That's what is. That, that's the claim that he's making here. Okay. Um,
3: right. Without trying to be silly, and I'm going to go to Monty Python. Uh, maybe <laughs> How are you
0: gonna not Just be silly if you go to Buddha? <laughs> <modify> it? <laughs>
3: well, it's sort of like how to play the flute. You blow in here and move your fingers up and down. Mm-hmm. But if you can understand how your fingers move, you can make fine music. Mm-hmm. So if you can understand how to learn Buddhism without reading how to move your fingers. Mm-hmm. Does that make non-silly sense? <laughs> 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 you, you, is, that, is that the idea? <laughs> You know, it sort of it tells you this is how you do it. And the other part, if yeah. you're able to understand how to move your fingers when you play the flute, you don't need to move, read how to move your fingers.
1: You don't or need to I, read
3: how
0: to... Oh, oh. You
3: don't have to learn how to... You, you'll know already how to move your fingers or read music.
0: Maybe, um, but I'm not a I musician.
3: Think, I think the <laughs> more apt analogy would be you've decided to do a funny walk without getting permission for the Ministry of Funny Walks. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it, it tells you if the easiest way to play the flute is you blow in the hole and you move your fingers up and down, Uh-huh. right? But if you understand how to move your fingers already, you don't have to learn how, to, somebody doesn't have to tell you how to move your fingers. Well, yeah. Well, however you move yeah. your fingers. <laughs> uh,
0: I, think I, I think I understand what you're saying.
3: The simplest, the the, the basics. Mm. Yeah.
0: Now, 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 usually when, when, you, when, you, when you use the word basics, it means what you need as a base to build on. Yeah. So uh, this has the basics, but it, it, it's also a, uh, what you would consider to be uh, what comes after the basics. So this is n- not only a basic, this is, this is it. You don't need anything else. Okay. Yeah. It would it be like
3: having broader applications
0: broader applications? Are, are you good?
3: The steps to the path has broader applications. In other words, like you said, it, it, yeah, they're basics, but they have very broad applications. In other words, it, it will help you reach enlightenment if you follow the path. The outline of what is discussed.
0: Yeah, if you, f- if you follow this, you will reach enlightenment. Okay. So y- you, you will not need something else. I mean, Prabhu Karimboche made the bold statement that, you know, on was that page forty, page forty-seven, the essence drawn from every single volume of Buddhist teaching that exists on this entire planet, Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and uh, so that was so. What are the what are the volumes of Buddhist teachings that that exist on this entire planet? There are the sutras and the tantras, and the sutras have the the vinaya, the sutra, and the Abhidhamma, and then you have uh, the the tantras. So these are the different texts that you're supposed to study, so that you can eventually reach Buddhahood. So. This, in essence, has taken, has taken everything that you need from each one of those kinds of texts and then, and then combined them into 14 verses. So once you've studied this, you don't need some other text to reach Buddhahood. Okay, that's what this is saying. Yeah?
2: So could you uh,
1: define for us what that means
0: to study something? Study
1: something? <laughs>
0: No, it's it's the uh, ter sam gom. That, that's how you're supposed to. You're supposed to pick up the book, read it, go to a teacher, listen to the teacher, explain it. So that's the ter. The sam is once you've done that, then you reflect upon what you what you've learned. So you can sort sort of sort of draw your own personal understanding, and then. Afterwards, after you've drawn your own personal understanding, and you meditate on your own personal understanding, and through meditation, then you actually gain direct realization of, of what uh, of what teaching was talking about. So th- that's what I mean by study: to do those three, those three activities. to So what are the well, things that get in the way? When does that come? Uh we keep trying. Yeah. <coughs> keep at it. Uh, there's uh, something we need to go in the back of the book so to, to read, to understand. When it talks about the three distinguishing and the four greatnesses, that's uh, a note 67 for endnote in this case So three distinguishing features and four greatnesses the f- three features that distinguish the teaching on the steps from the other instructions are that it includes all the subjects from both the open and secret teachings is easily put to practice and it has come down to us through masters of the two great traditions described in note 195. Remember that one, right? Eh? <laughs> okay. Now the four greatnesses of the teachings are that one comes to realize that all the teachings are consistent. And this is very important. And this is, And this is one of the main reasons that Atisha first uh wrote this work called the steps of the path to buddhahood because when people uh after some time uh tibetans because they had all those different teachings coming out of india uh, there was there was some confusion as to which one was more important than the other and there seems to have been some uh contradictions like in this collection of teaching you're told you're told to do one thing you're told not to do something, and then another kind of teaching, you're told to do the opposite. So there seems to have been some uh, contradictions. So once you, you study Lam Rim, you come to understand how all these teachings are actually not contradictory, that they are consistent. And you come to see that uh, the, uh, the pers- uh, all the scriptures are personal advice, and this idea of personal advice means that uh, this particular teach you, you don't read the teachings thinking oh this when the buddha was teaching this he was he was totally talking to to that to that kind of, to that person you come to see how everything that you read was meant for you oh this is for people uh, who lived in the past this is for people who uh who had this kind of problem, this this kind of situation so you, you come to, to read the scriptures that they are personal advice to you directly to, towards you. One easily grasps the true intent of the Buddha. Okay, none other than the three principal paths. Okay, and one automatically avoids the great mistake of disparaging any teaching. And this is supposed to be like uh, among the among the great sins, so to speak, among the great bad deed bad the greatest bad karma that you can commit against the dharma is to disparage any any teaching and that has some sense of a i mean never mind <laughs> it's supposed to be very 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 bad <laughs> okay uh, to and you do you know what disparaging the teaching means any teaching <clears throat> yeah?
3: It's more than a disagreement, I think.
0: Yeah.
3: So you're just saying that it's uh right, very
2: wrong or
0: yeah it's
2: uh it's wrong. Yeah. I
0: mean, I can't think of anything else. Yeah. And, and and it says any teaching like uh you if you would say, oh this teaching is right but this teaching of the Buddha is wrong. Mm-hmm. To come out outright and say that is one of the worst things that you can do. The worst karma ever that you can collect.
3: But well,
0: you can still question. You, you still question everything. Yeah, it's, it seems to be saying you don't be bear not question the Buddha's teachings, right? Yeah,
3: but isn't
0: that one of the? <laughs> oh yeah, because the Buddha himself said, question, question everything. question everything I say. Don't accept everything I say just because I said it. Well, I and here, but
3: he's saying yeah, I'm right. You'll see that I'm right no matter what you say. <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs> but also uh you can I mean openly say that the reason that there is this particular thing in there is to uh you have those different groups of Buddhists who are who are emphasizing certain teachings. One group says this is, the, this is, this, this is what, what the Buddha really taught. The Buddha didn't teach those things that you're talking about. And this one is saying, no, the Buddha taught this also. <laughs> and then you have uh, another uh, group. Uh, no, th- you have uh, Hinayana and Mahayana split into two, which is Sutra and Tantra. And you had these three groups in history who were accusing each other of saying, Hey, and this thing the Buddha didn't teach it, you made this up. Okay. So th- the, the, sutra Mahayan, the sutras Mahayanists were, were telling the tantric Mahayanists that you made tantra up, the Buddha didn't teach this. And the, the Hinayanas, the so-called Hinayanas were t- calling the Mahayanas, hey, you, you made up Mahayana, B- Buddha didn't teach Mahayana. Okay. So you can sort of see this, this thing about not disparaging the Buddha's teaching Uh, is sort of saying it could have been some sort of uh, trick by the other side saying, hey, you're going to go to hell if you say that Buddha didn't teach this.
2: Isn't disparaging more like insulting? Yeah, it has in there. So, I mean, it's okay to question respectfully, but to not insult it would be good.
0: Yeah, to, to say it's wrong. That would be the greatest insult. Yeah, the Buddha, because uh, what they're concerned with is what is the real uh, teaching of the Buddha. Because there are some work that that crept in, there are a lot of things that crept into uh, the Buddhism that were not taught by the Buddha. And then that's why they say here something about master instructors have master, uh, uh, not master instructors, but master practitioners, have gone through them, and then see that uh, from my from my experience, the Buddha could not have taught that. So they've taken them out. So it's it's for later generations. It's almost like saying, who do you think you are to say that this which, this which was kept in there by us, it was wrong, something like that. And also uh, like the tantra. Those who are, those who are fo- who follow who accept tantra as being taught by the Buddha, calling t- telling the other one, who do you think you are to say that what we are following is not Buddhism? Okay. So basically saying, this teaching that we are calling the teachings of the Buddha, you are saying it is not the teaching of the Buddha. So, you, you know, I guess there's an the insult in there, and also basically saying. These words are not the words of the Buddha. So, this, uh, but, but n- it, that can be the extreme of it. But the uh, the the more subtle aspects of it is where uh, you're looking at uh, a teaching. Uh, uh, you're looking at a sutra, and you're sort of saying, "This is for me. This is not for me. This is for me. This is not for me," kind of thing. That's that, That's the subtle disparaging that we we are, we, are, we we should be careful of. Okay
1: um just sort of saying so um, I
0: I can't go there yet but I'll stay open oh yeah no, yeah there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. it's not saying that uh no uh like you know, the Buddha may have taught something that wasn't that where you're not at the capacity to do yet some teaching some come practice but saying it's not for me it's not it's mm-hmm. not like uh it's not in the sense of it's not for me yet or not there yet it's not like is saying that, no. This is not for me at all. Kind, kind of attitude.
3: Outright rejection. Yeah. Okay.
0: M- more like I'll accept this, but I will not accept that. Kind of attitude. Okay. But you know, it, it, we have to be careful, and we have to go back and remember. Uh, the Buddha did say, "Don't accept what I say just because I said it." Okay. And this one see, seems to be saying the exact opposite. Like there are some things that you may not agree with, but you better not, not not agree with. <laughs> kind of kind of thing. Okay.
2: So so
0: too.
2: Okay. Um I mean, do we really
1: know because things aren't written down immediately? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean is there any way that anybody would really know? I mean, Proof. yeah.
0: Yeah. The only way to really know is to put it into practice. That's the only way to know. Yeah. I mean, th- there are certain things that could be outright uh, nonsense. And if someone says this is the word of the Buddha, if it's outright nonsense, you can outright say, sorry, this is outright nonsense. Uh, uh, Pabonga Rinpoche himself, during, even during the time of Pabongkar Rinpoche, there were some some texts that were being passed on as the word of the Buddha and Pabogan which himself looked at it and said this, this is absolutely nonsense and he's the one who who, who just wrote this thing right <laughs> like the dog Sutra and the fox sutra you know the things Buddha. like that and 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 just like if you go to Tibet and you go to Bhutan and you go to the art you go to the the market, and there are people who were passing you know this is authentic uh I mean, even up, even up, even up to now, <laughs> people make up you know, people make up stuff for tourists. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure who, who was that. I'm not, some, somebody came to me and who, who went to Bhutan or one of those places, and then he found something in the market, and he wanted to know if it was you know, authentic. And in, in, uh, it 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 was gibberish mainly. It was uh, not mainly. It was just gibberish you know it was like om it has it was written in tibetan and it says you no know, it has it seemed to have certain things that were like buddhist texts in it but it was you know om your mother went to the market you know <laughs> to buy some fruits <laughs> 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 bala 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 bulum you know things like that and it had pictures of what seemed to be like a date is it mm. and and it was Colored in such a way to look like it was some, some ancient text. It was, and and this person thought he found some great find. Mm-hmm. It was just something made up by somebody to, for tourists to sell to tourists. Yeah, so
2: Thank we you gave him the, the news. <laughs> 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 yeah. so said, take good care of it. Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> didn't
3: want to suffer either. <laughs> <laughs> That brings us back to the importance of relying on your llama because yeah. you're not really capable of making that judgment call.
0: Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Okay, I think we've way gone way over. Right. Yeah. Uh, Just when you thought that Pamoka uh, Rinpoche finished talking about how important this this book is <laughs> and he got and now he's really getting into how important it is. Mm-hmm.
2: Shed. Sorry? Is a shed. It Where,
0: where's that?
3: It's a, a shit for tatas. <laughs> <laughs> they're
2: like little. Um, Things you keep in a shit.
0: No, they're. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're. There's some kind of like thing you make it of a mold. I'm not really sure. There's,
2: there's.
0: Uh, I'm not sure. There's. Is that
2: there one broken? In the library. Uh, in the library? Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, it, like it's pressed. Internal. Yeah, like. Uh, yeah, that's a tata. So a person who develops a good understanding of these steps to the path which is a point when he can go to any one of those tata sheds around around town where he dis where we dispose of all scriptures and images, pick up any scrap of writing that he finds there and know just where it fits in his lifetime of practice okay so this would answer your your question about uh so the way he puts it there, where it fits in his lifetime of practice. Or oh, this, is, this is something I've done already, or this is something I'm doing right now, or this is something I'm going to be doing later. Okay. You, you, you can't just take your, your scripture, and, and when, you, when you're done with it, or when it's, when it's uh, you know, very old, just toss it in the garbage you're supposed to dispose of it in, in a way that is uh, respectful. And these, these sheds were sort of conveniently placed around so people can dispose of, of these things and the monastery would, would burn them in a, in a, in a proper way. Okay. So if you happen to go by one of these places and you were you, you to pick up a, a just a little piece of, pa- uh, no, piece of scripture, a piece of paper from one of these texts, when you, if you, if it has enough writing in it, you could read it. Say, then you could, having studied the lam rim, you could be able to be able to, to know exactly where in the path this particular teaching would would fit.
2: Okay,
0: okay so give your legs uh, a break. That's it for today. Let us quickly do the last prayer. So we recite the, recite the mandala in English at the end. Okay. Here is a ground anointed with incense and flowers strewn, with its mount mirror adorned by four continents, the sun and moon. Visualized as a Buddha feel, I offer it to the merit field. May all beings partake of a supremely pure Buddha feel. Itam Guru Ratnanantarakana Niryatayani. By shameami That is virtue. May all beings perfect the accumulations of merit and wisdom and achieve the two holy bodies that merit merit.
2: Thank <laughs> you.